San Angelo Time is brought to you in part from listeners like you. Thank you. And thank you, and welcome to our first on-the-road San Angelo Time podcast. Woo! I mean, this is not the first time we've been on the road. We've done plenty of shows from Brimley. Right. But this is the first time we've actually done a show that's not in the state of Michigan. We are coming to you live from Indianapolis, Indiana. Live on tape. Live yeah. on podcast. Live, live on the internet. Live, but yeah. we're not live. Live virtually live. But we're, we are. We're live right now. But yeah. when you're listening, we're yeah. not live. But we have. We're actually in Indianapolis recording this show, and we have a special guest with us here. Our very own daughter Holly Ann Angelo. Give it up for Holly Ann. Woo! Some of that woo, massive applause. Woo, woo, woo. Yep. We're all excited that I'm here. Yeah. Yep. Everybody need, who's listening. We need an me. applause button. I know. Well, <laughs> you should work on that. It's your pod, it's your we're radio show. We're very excited to be on the road, and we're very excited to have Holly Ann right with yes. us here on the big show. I'm yeah. excited that you guys are here. The only way we can get her on the show is to drive all the way to Indianapolis. Apparently, so no, I just I've been busy with school. Oh. <laughs> I um am going to sit down and record you some more episodes. Well, okay. why don't you mention to our listeners? What are what are you taking in school? I am in pharmacy school. Um, you want me to get into specific classes? Well, I mean, let's just. So you're a graduate student. You're a grad student. Mm-hmm. You've got science up the waz waz. Mm-hmm. What's the waz waz? The wazoo, but okay, it's the waz. She's being trendy. She's um, are, you try, are you trying to make waz waz a thing? It's not a thing, Gretchen. It's I thought you were you're, tra- you're, try- you're trying to make it a thing. Why don't you pull your microphone a little closer to your mouth there? It's not a thing, Gretchen. There you go. There you go. So, uh, yeah. What was that they were trying to make a thing? Fetch. 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 Stop trying to make fetch happen. I could see Wazwaz happening, though. It sounds like it might be something that would catch on. <laughs> so, Holly is just a very busy graduate student. Right. I am, yeah. I'm, oh, I'm busting my booty out there. And uh, going to school to, at Butler University to uh, become a uh, doctor of pharmacy. You Farm D. Farm D. Hey, why don't we? Uh, Should we uh, get, get things on going with here? the news? All right. It's time for San Angelo Time News. So, as as a, as a person who listens to the podcast on a regular time to see it actually happening behind the scenes, is it kind of cool? I mean, I have been a guest on your show before, but I don't think you had the Roadcaster Pro before. I don't think we had the Roadcaster Pro before. No, yeah. it was that little thing, that little but, tiny. That I always hit the button. You remember I used to hit the buttons, you know, by mistake and everything. Yeah, and, I remember that. Yeah. But you did that in the last episode, I think. Mes- I think I might have mispressed a button. Probably would be the but. first time. I've done that on the radio before too, by the way. Oh, I'm sure actually, you have. I've actually Plenty ta- of times. I've actually uh, been on the radio talking about uh, you know, like recording the sports. And forgot to take my microphone off program, and all of Sault Marie heard me doing sports. I remember you did that once. I think one time uh, I was listening. Right, I was a listener, and then all of a sudden there was no sound on the radio. It just went black. It went dead. Dead air. And then I thought, huh? I wonder if he knows. And all of a sudden I hear G D. On air? On air. And I told you about it. Yeah. Do you remember that? Yeah, yeah. We're not supposed to be, you know how you don't bring up things, you know, <laughs> about your work and everything, and <laughs> and you edit shit, make me edit stuff out? What are you bringing up that stuff for? <laughs> well, there's no uh, 
physical evidence. That I can't happened, even so. say that word. I can't say it. Well, it's better than remember. I told you, you know the story about Carl Bonac and the cats. No, so uh, Carl Bonac, uh, our weather guy, uh, does uh, weather on Channel Six in Marquette. He does weather for us as well, and they do a a, a Facebook feature on the Channel Six uh, thing where the uh, the weather he'll go on and do the weather thing. So he was, uh, and it's like a, it's like a Facebook Live thing. Well, he didn't really realize he was on Facebook Live broadcasting to everybody on the Facebook page, the TV6 Facebook page, and his equipment, his weather equipment wasn't working right. He's sitting there, and you just see him and streaming. He's typing and stuff. He's, you can tell he's getting frustrated. He's like, all of a sudden, cocksucker. <laughs> <laughs> it was hilarious. It was hilarious. Yeah, well, it wouldn't you be. You can get in trouble because it was Facebook, you know? It wouldn't be. It would have been different if you did that on the air. If it were you, but you, you, when you get mad, you say words. Well, Carl got mad. He said words. Mm. So Casey Kasem got mad and said words. He wanted to know where his pictures were, too. So, anyway. Uh, anyway, uh, so yeah, so we're here in Indianapolis. We're here for uh, to see Holly. It's also homecoming weekend at Butler, so we've got to. Uh, See a lot of our friends that we haven't seen in a long time. So. Your friends? Well, aren't my friends your friends? Well, okay. So you went to school with these people. Right. And so you've been friends with them since... Oh, sure. From like the 80s. the 80s. Yeah. So this lady today... From 83, yeah. I have to tell this story on the internet. Or on the... Yeah. On, on the big the show. Inter- yeah, we're on the big show. So we were... Holly and her boyfriend, Levi, and I were all outside... And you were in the the house. Yeah, I was, was going to throw the garbage away. It from was our Mark's um, um, fraternity house that he actually lived in back four in years. the day. Four straight years. So this lady walked up, and she had this cute dog with her, mm-hmm. and she looked at Holly and Levi and didn't even like blink. She like starts talking to them, right? Like they're strangers or whatever. Mm-hmm. And she goes, she goes, I'm looking for anyone from the '80s. Right. And Holly said, my dad's from the 80s. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I thought that was a funny story. And you, to- you said my name, and she knew me. It was, yeah. Anne, it was Anne Williams. Yeah. yeah, and then you came walking out right on time, uh-huh. and you were like, hey, oh my gosh. Yeah. She was a tr- hey, you. Yeah. Hey, hey uh, lady. <laughs> I knew I knew who she was. I'm, you know, I'm just terrible with names. I'm awful with names. But, right. Yeah. But it was Anne Williams. Anne's a Facebook friend, and she's... Uh, was a, a friend at uh, Butler for for four years. I think she actually was in the in the um, broadcast department too. I think she was really? in radio TV. I think she's a year older than me though. I think it, she's a year. It ahead says of me. on her Facebook page she's a writer. Yeah, she might have been journalism but and anyway, done some radio and TV so, stuff. Like, so, yeah, that's that's my point. Like, you lived in that house sure. all those years mm-hmm. ago, and the, those people are all people that you've known all these years. Now you know what it's like when I go to your high school reunions. Well, the thing is, you've been in Sault Ste. Marie for how well, many so, years? Yeah, but I know a couple people, but I don't know all the people. I mean, I know the people that, you know, that you go to the meetings with and stuff, but I mean, there's other people that will show up to those things. I don't know who they are. Some of those people, I don't have any clue who they are. You know, so, but it's was, it was good to see, you know, we saw, uh, saw uh, Ace, Todd Gray, got to see Steve Bilheimer and Gordon, you know, Gordon and Steve and everything. Mm-hmm. Um. Mark Lindsay. We saw Mark Lindsay. Mm-hmm. All these people I've met before. Mickey, all of Mickey them. and Susan. Yep, I met they met. At, they met at Butler. They they were the ones that uh, offered. You know, if Holly ever needed anything, they get, you have Susan's phone number to call, and you know. 
So, um, yeah, so, I mean, they're just good friends, you know? You got to say something. This is radio. Nobody can see you shaking Yeah, I know, I know. <laughs> I tell your mom that all the way. You got to say something. Well, you guys were having such a such a good conversation. I was like, there's no way really like for me to jump in. Well, so, 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 so homecoming for you is a little bit different because you're still a student at Butler, so. Yeah. It, oh, that was loud. Sorry. That's okay. Um, yeah, it, it, it's weird because, like, the only person I saw on campus that I recognized um, for pretty much the whole day was somebody who I used to have classes with. And this person is a year ahead of me in school. So he's mm. even older as a graduate right. student, you know. So, like, the undergrads, he was like, well, it's homecoming. I'll walk my dog on campus, see if I run into anybody. But even he was saying, like, you know, we just don't know anybody on campus right. anymore. Sure. They're all young. They're all yeah. They're all um, undergraduates and well because at Butler now. So. <laughs> but at Butler now, don't, isn't it like after your your senior year or something, you have to move off campus or something like that, or is it your junior senior year you have to live off campus? Or um, <clears throat> junior year, you I think they still require you to live on campus. Um, senior year, you have the option of moving off campus, but most people do right. Um, just because they don't want to deal with campus housing and they want to get off and be, you know, the, they're the seniors and they're grown-ups. And then, and then and when you're a graduate student, you got to live off campus, huh? I think you can live on campus as a graduate student, just most people yeah, don't. Right. Um, I, I know a lot of... Why do of, we do all that searching for an apartment? Why don't you just live on campus? Because I don't want to live with undergraduates. <laughs> oh, so would you place? have to live with somebody? Or? Well, I could get a single unit like somewhere, but like... It would. I don't probably think been, probably would be more expensive than your apartment. Probably. Yeah, and it's it's not like something that people really do hmm. often. Maybe you could have moved in with Jim Danko. Got a big house. You got to have an extra room yeah, in that place. I'm sure he does. I saw a few girls today, young women. Yeah. That had these tattoos. One girl had it on her leg. Holly said she saw someone who had it as a fake tramp stamp. But they all say? said the same thing. Say it, Holly. Um, it said, this ass belongs to Daddy Danko. It's so funny. You're making that face, but I thought that was the funniest thing it ever. It was funny. Wow. <laughs> it was funny, and this other girl had it on her leg, but she had it like she had shorts on, and she had it really high up on her yeah. leg. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Yeah. Uh, the, the girl who had a tramp stamp, I actually... She was the first person I saw who had it. I stopped her and I was like, oh my gosh, like, can I just say that your tram stamp is so hilarious? She thought that was funny. I mean, we laughed about it right. and I just walked away. So, well, <laughs> Is there an inside joke to it? or is it I'm sure there was because they seemed a, a lot of people were wearing he's it. He's the president and you guys pay so much to go to that school. I yeah. think that's what that joke means. To mm. me, that's what it meant. You know, that actually makes a lot more sense. I, I didn't go there. Where did you go? I didn't go anywhere, really. I just thought it was a stupid joke people do. Mm. People were I just were figured it was because, like, yeah, you guys Well, this ass does belong to Daddy Tango, that's for sure. Yeah. <laughs> so I have a question. So, I mean, I brought you to your orientation when you were just going there. Mm-hmm. Like, you were just coming in as a freshman. Mm-hmm. And so... To me, in my memory, that wasn't that long ago. And now, all these years later, you're still going to Butler, but now you're the older person. To me, you were just a brand new newbie. Well, I was at and the time. <laughs> I know, but like to me, it was just yesterday. Yeah. And now, all these years later, now you're the older. I know I'm the old guy on campus. 
So no, that would have been me today. So well, you yeah. today, but yeah. me any other day of the right. school year. What were your impressions of the people around you enjoying homecoming? I felt very distanced from it for well a lot of reasons. Um, none of my friends were there. You know, I didn't know any of those people. They were all trashed, and that's not something I do anymore. But so. <laughs> it is something that happens every year. Oh yeah, absolutely. Right. I mean, people you're weird are if you trashed. don't drink at homecoming. <laughs> people are trashed early in the morning. No, I yeah. So after last week's episode, I was telling you guys that. Well, I don't know if I was telling you, but. Uh, mom i was telling that like um when i was partying at homecoming sophomore year i was pretty drunk by like 8 a.m and mm-hmm. i thought you know i joked that like dad knows like 10 a.m is what mom threw out and that was right. way late to be <laughs> to be getting started right. so yeah good times i definitely had the college experience but mm-hmm. I'm a little beyond that now. Good. Yeah, <laughs> and I felt today like you were removed from that as well. You know, like, I have to say, it's so fun to come f- for homecoming. Um, everyone is just excited and having fun. And yes, a lot of those people are trashed. But it's still, it's it's like busy and it's it's exciting. You know, there's all this spirit on campus. Mm-hmm. Usually... The Greek houses are a lot more decorated than they did this year. Well, they didn't decorate them at all this year, which I found kind of interesting because um, I didn't go to homecoming last year, but I do believe they had homecoming. I can't remember exactly. I don't remember if they did or they didn't. I Maybe don't think, I they, think they, they canceled a lot of that stuff last year. That would make sense because I was trying to tell Levi like what I did for homecoming every year of school and I could mm-hmm. not remember what I did super senior year. So I was like, I guess I didn't go. Uh, right. I don't remember being there. <laughs> but no, that would make sense if it was just canceled. Um, but I was surprised they didn't have any of the house decorations like um, every year, even the like dorms will the dorms will pair up with a Greek house and then right. they have the same theme. Um, and none of that was out. No decorations. And that was always my favorite part of homecoming, even in um, high school, was right. like doing decorations mm-hmm. and like yeah. world building and stuff. Yeah. Um, and there was no parade either. So, right. They, they used to have uh, the Greek houses, like every house had some elaborate scheme in front of them. And sometimes, like, they were just really creative. You know, like sometimes you'd have like actual figures on the lawn of whatever it was like well this year home somebody did mention the fact that homecoming was a lot earlier this year yeah it was way you know, earlier you know because i was because it's really warm in indianapolis this weekend and i'm like i don't remember it being this warm for homecoming it's usually cool and it's usually but it's usually in october you know yeah i hadn't realized that i i kind of remember being a little bit surprised because you know, obviously, I'm not on campus. I'm not paying as much attention to what's going on. But I, I do remember getting an e- email about homecoming, and I was like, "This class has just started." Well, and like, that might I feel be, like it's and that might have been why you didn't see all the big decorations and stuff because you know maybe the the houses just didn't have time to to get things together to do that. But it's still even without all of the decorations this year, it was still very exciting. There was mm-hmm. such a buzz for lack of a better word uh, amongst everyone everyone was just having fun and mark was having fun he had his his people that uh he went to school with and Mm -hmm. they were all reminiscing and 
we all took what what do you call take a row. Yep, Explain we took a what row. That means so. So there's a, the row. Uh, uh, West Hampton Drive is where the the majority of the fraternity. I guess now all the fraternity houses are on that now. They, they yeah, now the land does not. Um, and you would always walk from our house down to the end of fraternity. What's row, your house? The Phi Delta Theta house. We walk all the way down to the the Pi Pi house or the the Alpha Phi house, and then um, turn around. Oh, it was the Pi Pi house. Alpha Phi's across the street. And then um, turn around and then come back. So so we did that today. So we did that today. And you and your uh, little boy yeah, spit Mark, at the end. Mark Lindsay, yeah, because there used to always be a teak triangle there, and so we'd always have to spit on it. You know, yeah, I figured they scraped that part off. <laughs> yeah. they, they, they dug that whole they dug that whole corner right up and replaced it, so it's not, you know, nothing's there anymore. But, yeah, it was... Um, there were times when other people, after parties, would do other things on that corner, you know, that we won't talk about here. But, mm. uh, you know. What, moon people? I think... Uh, uh, pee on the corner right oh, there. Oh, she was. Or so, poop on it. No, I don't think we... I don't remember nobody, anybody... Nobody... No, because you have to turn around no there. There was no defecation, no, per there, se. There might have been a couple people that, you know, relieved themselves on that corner, <laughs> so... But um, not me. I never would have done that, but um, others, perhaps... But yeah, so it was fun. It's it's good to see all these guys. And again, you know, we pick right up. I haven't seen a lot of these guys since you know four or five years, or whatever, even longer. Some of them, and you just kind of pick right up and everything. And it's kind of neat to catch up on what everybody's doing and how everybody's you know, going. Everything's going with everybody. And and you always take a picture with your with your fraternity yeah. brothers. Mm-hmm. I just I felt the loss of ninja this yeah, year and yeah. i know we're not supposed to say that because it's n- not socially acceptable well that's okay mike but was always that was so. his nickname so mike mike uh, was my fraternity brother he was a filipino and his nickname we all had nicknames mine was gumby for some stupid gumby, reason damn it. uh you know todd's nickname was ace because his dad owned an ace hardware store um wade i don't wade didn't have a nickname wade was just wade you know um, but yeah, Mike's was since he was Filipino. We just started calling him Ninja, which is very racist. Right, and, but I mean, we all admit it. And, and the th- funny thing is that you know, and Mike's passed away. He passed away a few years ago. But I remember before one of the last times I saw him, we were talking about it. And I said, you know, I said, Mike, I said, because you know, you're getting all that political correctness stuff, you know, more recently. And I said, I said, Mike, were you ever offended by that uh, the nickname that we gave you? He goes, he goes, he goes, no, it never bothered me. He goes. But if it was today, you guys couldn't have called me Ninja, you know. But, I mean, everybody, I mean, even his wife called him Ninja. Everybody, he was just, that's what his name was, or Ninja I for know. short, you know. And, and so, like, we know and the, and that And one of the nicest, wrong. the nicest, sweetest guys you'd ever meet. He was nice, and he was funny, and he was so full of life. Yep. Which is so weird that he died so early, but... um I do remember he never took very good care of himself. He was he well he partied hard, man. He was he, a smoker. He was a, a a drinker. He he personified the the line in the song. It's better to burn out than to fade away. So, and uh, he, he did was, not fade. He, he was sure bigger than life. And, oh, without a doubt, always I, the center, of, always the center of a party. I noticed yeah. his absence today. Like you mm-hmm. showed me that picture of you with your guys. Mm-hmm. And like there, he wasn't there, mm-hmm. you know. And we were taught. We all talked about Mike today, and we talked about. I said how I still have some text messages from the last time that we were together, and you know, and I never want to delete those. And uh, I have a voicemail from him, you know. That you know, you just, it's just. I mean, again, Mike and I didn't grow up together, but I mean, we spent you know four incredible years together as fraternity brothers, and 
you know, and you go through a lot. That's and I think the the weird thing about it is because it's such a formidable part of your life, you know, when you're growing up, that to have that camaraderie and that brotherhood, and you go through a lot of trials and tribulations together, you know, and, and at that time in your life and everything. I think that's why that bond together is so strong, you know. Mm-hmm. So get it. Yep. Hey, Holly. Yes. I would like you to tell a story about something that happened today. Let's okay. talk about the chariot race. Oh, you yeah. Know, you know what I mean. I do know what you mean, so yes. For, for, let's back up about the chariot race. So the, it's a tradition at the uh, homecoming that our fraternity would always race back when we were at the house. It was just our house and the Sigma Chi's that would race. No, no other fraternity raced. But over the years, other fraternities have joined in. Now it seems like everybody and his uncle is in the chariot race. But the only one that really matters is the traditional fight out against, against Sigma Chi. And so when you say chariot, chariot race. race, what does that mean? So the mean? chariot race, it's, it's, uh, it's, it's a, uh, kind of hard to explain the chariot. It there's looks a like rider. a bike. It looks like well, a bike. Well, it's bike tires, and, and there's a rider, and then there's three people who pull the chariot, and then there's a, a, a point where they hand off to the next person. Now, when we did it, there was, there was four handoffs, cause, and we did a... a it was a completely different layout at the campus and everything. We actually had to go around this big semicircle and everything. So much longer race than it was today. So now there was just one handoff today. Um, and the fight outs beat the Sigma Chi's, which is great. You know, and I don't, they, and they raced against somebody else and we smoked them too. But, um, but so yeah, so it was a big crowd for that. And it's always a big tradition at the fraternity, at the, uh, at the homecoming for the big chariot race. So it's an unofficial event at Butler. And we were watching the race up mm-hmm. until a point that I want Holly to talk about because you missed it. I, well, I saw what happened. I just didn't realize what happened to you. So because it was at the end of the fight out race when we won, and the entire um, chapter, all the all the kids that are in the in the house now, Holly should talk about this part. Yeah, you know, this is ran what, towards the finish line where what you happened. were sitting. This is what happened to us, Holly. Yeah. Okay, um, so. Like Dad said, we were winning the race, mm-hmm. and um, the more it looked like we were going to win the race, the more people s- from the crowd started running down towards the finish line. To cheer on the victors. Yes, mm-hmm. which was where my mother, my boyfriend, and I happened to be standing. Mm-hmm. Um, so we turn, and like we're, we're cheering on. We can't really see because there's a line of people in front of us, but we're cheering on, you know, and mm-hmm. obviously people around us are from fight out so they're getting a little bit more excited and we're like so we start cheering louder because yeah. you know we're all like yay, yay. um and then my cheering and i assume mom's cheering turned to screaming because we saw a stampede of drunk college kids running at us and they were running <laughs> they were sprinting at they us, were mm-hmm. we turned around there was a wall of people running towards you Right at us. There was no place for us to go. Yeah, we just stood there and hoped they would run around us. <laughs> and did they? They did. They did. We were screaming, though. Did anybody say, excuse me? N- no. Oh. We but felt pardon, like... Pardon me, ma'am. I felt like, um, like um, what's Mufasa. his name? Simba. Simba's dad. Simba was the one in the stampede, and Mufasa had to save him. No, that's the other way around. I didn't, I didn't know to save you. I'm sorry. No, Simba was in the, in the stampede. Oh yes, yes, and Mufasa was saving him, and then what? What is this reference? The, the Lion, Lion King. King. Oh, okay. I've never seen it before. Can't you feel the love tonight? No, I usually can't when we're doing the podcast. So, <laughs> <laughs> but nobody's called you a dummy yet. No, or a bad name. No, and there's still plenty of time. 
But so, but you survived that. We survived. Mm-hmm. Thank the Lord. Mm-hmm. Then we went back to the house and we uh, had some food. We had a nice lunch at the house. Actually, you, I, I gave you the credit card and you stopped at the uh, the bookstore. About, <laughs> oh, about a yeah. couple bucks. Yeah, tell that story. Yeah. So, uh, so um, I gave Sharon the uh, credit card, and I and she said that she'd want to go to the bookstore. So, well, here to use here's the credit card to go to the bookstore. Usually, you go with us, but because, but because you're homecoming, and I, there's guys. Your, your I mean, friends were here. I figured I'd have another opportunity, which I did. Um, and I didn't realize you were you were behind. You were we were walking, and you were kind of walking behind us, and all of a sudden you were, weren't there anymore. I kept looking back, and all of a sudden you weren't there. Oh, you must have gone into the bookstore. So that's fine. And then all of a sudden, I got the alert on my phone a few, you know, maybe 30 minutes later that you had spent a couple hundred dollars in the bookstore. I'm like, oh. Yeah. Yeah. And I bought the most expensive The most expensive thing, thing you bought was I for bought me. was for you. And, and, and I do appreciate it. And it was, it was very nice. But it's just, it's just perhaps back when I was in college, I would have worn it. Oh was, my God! You would you would wear that now. You wear bow ties. So it was to this day. I know, and it was a very nice sweater, um, and it had the letters B U on the front of it. And it looked did did it not, Holly? Did it not look like something he would wear? Well, yeah, I pointed it out to you. So, so they brought it over, and I'm like, ah, I don't know if I'll really wear this. You know, I saw your face when you saw it. You know. And I knew you hated it. I, did, I hate's a strong word. Oh, I saw the face. You made the hate but, face. But, but but I tried it on, and it was a little too it was a little too snug. It was true. It was, it was cut. I I think it might have been a cut for a. a I it was an extra large, but I think it was sometimes those t- are a taper cut and well belly hugging. Then we went back to the bookstore to return that and get mm-hmm. you something you wanted. And I found another nice sweater. But those people, two people from the that you know, yep. were in the bookstore. Reese and his wife, Reese, who both went to the butler. And, and they them, saw so. the sweater and they, on and the they, mannequin. And they, and they said, they said, yeah, that's you, Mark. Yeah. yeah. Are you mad that I returned the sweater? No, I'm not mad that you returned the sweater. I'm upset, though, that you didn't even see what Holly and I saw. Well, I, she feels vindicated. Yeah. <laughs> She, I yeah. saw. Th- I saw it. I, I, I get where you where you thought that that would look like me. You know, it does look like you. Yeah, I think it's funny that you don't think it looks like you. It just wasn't the BU merch he had in mind. But it's okay. Like I'm not upset. Are you, did you like the sweater that I did pick out? I do. I like that one a lot. I do. It's a it looked um, really nice. It's like a three. It's like a little half zip sweater and everything. Yeah, and, yeah. You got to put it over the sh- over the head. Yeah. But mm-hmm. it does well, have just a like little. The other sweater I would have to. Put I know, over. but it has a little zip. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it looks nice. It's a very nice sweater. Mm-hmm. And I got a muscle tank. Mm-hmm. I like it a lot. It's and you got a couple things, didn't you, Sharon? Yeah, I got a few things. Yeah, you got I, a new sticker for your car. I got a nice sticker, and it looks good. We, we put it on the car. We went to the car wash, and then we put the sticker on. It's just a a small sticker that says Butler. Mm-hmm. And I got a T-shirt on the um, what's it called the Super Special? Oh, I don't know. They had a they had a. Is that this one here that you got? Yeah, and they always have decently priced items. Right um, in the right front, in the front. To make, yeah. To make up for the overpriced, the rest of the overpriced items. Yeah, well, that Tommy Bahama shirt we saw today. Holy shnikes. I don't know how much it was. It was $145. Holy. Yeah. 
Yeah. But it was a nice a shirt. Whole, but it's a Hawaiian <laughs> shirt with a bulldog on it. Yeah. I mean, come on. And then I got... I'm going to get a real bulldog for 145 bucks. <laughs> so I got the little Heather colored t-shirt. Mm-hmm. Or, no, that's more of a gray. It's a Heather gray t-shirt. And then I got a, another one of their special buys, which is basically just a plain crew neck. Bu- butler crew neck sweatshirt. Sweater, sweatshirt. Yeah. yeah. And then I actually bought a, a really nice um, Columbia zip up but that wasn't very expensive either i looked at the price and i was like wow i i thought it was gonna be a hundred bucks but it Mm. wasn't yeah and it's very nice so i got i got those things even levi got something that's right yeah levi got um a little butler collar for his kitty cat yeah he was looking at that and looking at that and then he looked at the at the uh Price? price tag. <laughs> it was like and, 30 bucks or something like that. It was 20. Well, not that far off. Yeah. You know, and he put it back. $10 too expensive than what it should have been, but. He put it back and then we bought it for him. Mm. Yeah. Which was very nice and he really appreciated it. And Good. Pancake looks very sweet in it. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. Mm-hmm. It does look a little bit big, but it is a dog collar, so. Mm. Well. We've just had a really, really good day, and it's yeah. been really nice Went to see Went out to a nice Holly. dinner, and we uh, walked around Broad Ripple for a little bit here tonight before we came to do the podcast back here at the hotel, and yeah, it's been a great visit. You know? Yeah. It always oh, goes by really fast. It was but. super sweet to see her adorable apartment that I yeah. picked out for her. Yeah, your apartment's great. Yeah. I was excited for you guys to finally like be able to actually set foot in there instead yeah. of just seeing it on the on the It's FaceTime. different it's different being in, in, in person. It looks a lot to... different in person because it looks smaller than what it looks like on the internet. Mm-hmm. But it's just perfect. It's just a perfect little it's sweet. It's mm-hmm. like a great big bedroom or a very small living room. No, it'd be it'd be a big nice living room if it was yeah, just a living room. A, if it didn't, didn't have, have a bed, bed in, in there, it, yeah. yeah, it'd be a big living room. Yeah, yeah. And one thing you could do if you wanted to, if you're going to be, I mean, if you ever decided you wanted to make it more of a living room, get a, get yourself a pullout couch. Oh yeah, get rid of your bed and get out a pullout couch. I actually, I um, have a friend who lives in a studio downtown, and and not a high rise, obviously, because we don't have high rises, but it's a it's an apartment building, you mm-hmm. know. Um, and he lives in a studio, and he had a pull-out couch. You could either do that or futon. Yeah. yeah, yeah, they have nice, comfortable futons. I wouldn't but be opposed to that. Sweet. But it's and, if you wanted to. I, mean, I yeah. think your bed. And is, I mean, I already have a bed. So. Your bed right. is fine. Not really it's in the market a, for it's one. Perfect for one person. But the nice thing, there's like it's a um, studio, but it, it's like I don't know. It's it has perks to it. It has a a big walk-in. Or not covered a big walk-in closet, right? Which could be a cupboard if you wanted to, but you know, yeah. It it has an actual kitchen. It's small, cute little kitchen. It's small, but it's it's a a full full kitchen. Kitchen with full-size appliances and stuff. Full-size appliances. She has a dishwasher. Yeah. Again, it's a small kitchen, but it feels spacious Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. it's it's more than enough space for me when i'm cooking in there so the cabinets and everything are beautiful and is it an electric stove or it's electric yeah 
Yeah. Woogie woogie. Yeah. The, when I talked to the lady on the phone, she had said that they have some gas units, mm-hmm. but um, she also said that if you, if Holly got one that was gas, mm-hmm. she would have to pay the gas bill. Right. So you know she but you got to pay of, the electric bill, don't you? Mm-hmm. She yeah. does, but but this girl, uh, what's her name, Holly? Um, Alexandra. Alexandra. Yeah. She had kind of made that like. Like it's a plus to have a electric stove that I would she doesn't say, have to pay that bill. I would say one of the, the, the coolest features that most apartments don't have and definitely a studio apartment is that you have your own washer and dryer. I do have my own washer and dryer. I did um a couple loads of laundry in it yesterday. Yeah. Yeah. It's really nice because I mean I had a full laundry basket. Like it was full and kind of overflowing. But how cool is that? Bit. I mean, you don't have to you don't, you don't have to take time out of your day to make plans to go to a laundromat or mm-hmm. you know some central uh, laundry facility and and do your laundry. You can just you know, you could get up in the morning, throw in a load and then when you get home, throw it in the dryer and you know and have clean clothes right there and do yeah, it, do it around your time. It's it's a smaller stack, but it's not so small like it's it's big enough. Sure. Mm-hmm. And yeah. it's nice that I've got like that table right there. I can just put like my laundry soap there, and you just... don't have to worry about quarters and oh yeah, yeah I, and all that stuff. I never had to anyway because everything was like card activated. But I kind of recall though asking you not to do your boyfriend's laundry. I washed literally an outfit. <laughs> I don't know. He didn't do his laundry at my apartment. His laundry, a couple of items, made it into my laundry basket. <laughs> I'm not doing his laundry. Mm-mm. Good. Yeah. <laughs> I don't mind if you do his laundry. I just don't. I'm not doing your laundry. You to, anymore, by the way, I don't want you to pay for the electricity. Oh, no, I don't want to pay for the electricity. He's got. He's, he's got, got a, a washer job. and dryer downstairs. Uh-huh. He's got a job. He doesn't need to drive his laundry for half an hour to do it at my place. <laughs> oh, you know what? I forgot. I wanted to talk about this because it was so exciting to me. Hmm. Hmm. Maybe I'm the only one who would find it exciting. But um, since we live in northern Michigan on the Canadian border, most people where we live have never heard of Butler University. Unless they're basketball fans. No. Mm-hmm. So... Number one, when I started working with Rachel and we, I found out coincidentally that she was a Butler grad. Right. I was so excited. Mm-hmm. You work now. She's a nurse practitioner that works with you in the uh, the clinic there at the at yes, Meyer, right? Yeah, in Northern Michigan, and mm-hmm. we just one day, like we'd been working together for a while, and then just one day we were talking Didn't about. Did you mention something about Butler? And she's like, "Oh, it's a Butler." Yeah, and. It was just like so weird because like nobody up right. there knows about right. Butler. Mm-hmm. So unless they're basketball fans. Mm-hmm. So today we're on campus all day and Holly was showing us around um, the the pharmacy building. Pharmacy building where mm-hmm. she has many classes and has had them over the years. Right. Oh yeah, I have all of my classes in there anymore. I have for the past well. I shouldn't say that because I had all my classes in clues basically last year, but um, that was that different was, circumstances. That was pandemic Was that, was that because of social distancing and mm-hmm. crap like that? And that's yeah. a big space. Somebody was asking me, too. I, um, I know you're going to finish your story there. Um, but if somebody was asking me, what did you do during COVID um, um, regarding 
like labs and stuff like that? Did you just not have them or? Oh, so it was interesting actually. Um, at when they first shut everything down, um, no, we just didn't have lab. Um, but then when we were like planning for it and prepared for it, we did this like every other week you would be in person in lab doing actual hands-on lab work. And then like, you know, the next week you would do zoom lab so that it was only half the students were Mm -hmm. in person at one time. Um, and so like when it was like zoom lab, you know, every week in normal lab, we would have like worksheets and we would do practice counseling and things like that. So that was all stuff that we could do over zoom that we Mm. didn't need to be in person for. But the um, the P4s, my original class, um, actually missed out on some of, like, the hands-on stuff for, like, sterile compounding, um, which is important, and you need to know that. But uh, they'll just have to learn that when they go somewhere, I guess. Mm. <laughs> right, like on right. the job training. Yeah. Yeah, one of my fraternity brothers was asking about that today. So, I mean, I didn't mean to interrupt, but I just thought, well, you were talking about the pharmacy building. I wanted to ask that. So, go ahead and finish your story. Okay, so Holly was showing us this building that she has these classes in and we'd been in that building before but it Mm. was neat this time because she could show us oh i have this room and that room well i was noticing you know as we were walking through the um building that there were pictures all over the wall Mm -hmm. of different classes and different years yeah like the the big composite picture of everybody who was graduating that year all here's all the pharmacy uh doctor farm d graduates and they also had the uh, uh, masters of Physicians Assistant. Masters of Physicians. I feel like I should have an echo in my voice. Masters of Physicians Assistants. I'm not sure. It's it's actually the it's MPAS. I'm not sure what the S stands for. Probably Physicians Assistant Sciences or something. Maybe. Probably right. science. Right. So um, I said, "Huh." Rachel went to Butler. I bet she had classes right in this building. Right. So I sent her a text. I was like, hey, what's the name of your pharmacy building? The College of Pharmacy and Health Sciences. Coughs. I asked her if she had classes there, and she was like, yeah, ha, ha. You know how texting is. Mm -hmm. You always have to say ha, ha after everything. And um, Ha, ha. Ha, ha. Ha, ha. (laughs) So I said to her, I um, oh, and then she told me the year that she had graduated. Right. And so then I said, well, what was your maiden name? And she told me. Mm-hmm. And we were actually going to go somewhere. And so I thought, eh, you know, we're just going to go and whatever, blah, 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 right? Mm-hmm. And then I said to you, Marky, I was like, hey, you know, like we're still going to go, but wouldn't it be fun to like look for Rachel's picture on the wall? Right. And obviously I'm leading up to the fact that we found Rachel's picture and it wasn't even very far from us. It was the first place we looked. Right. Yeah, we found it pretty quickly. We found it very quickly, but how exciting for me. Like I found in Indianapolis a person I work with in real life. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it was a few years ago. She's, she's pregnant right now with baby number four. Yeah. And, um, yeah, was it 2009 that she mm-hmm. graduated? Okay, oh, yes. I wasn't really going to mention that. For, well, pff, sorry. But I'm sure it's fine. She's still a young woman. But she looks exactly the same. She does, yeah. She looks so pretty on that wall mm-hmm. with that big smile. Like, mm-hmm. oh, I'm a young person graduating, going out into the my, world. Getting ready for my you know, life experiences. Yeah. 
So that was really and Sault Ste. Marie. <laughs> for me, it was pretty exciting. Yeah, but... that's cool. So uh, and she was glad. She, you sent her that text, and she was pretty excited. You, yeah, I sent she her, said you made her day or something. Yeah, like that. I sent her a picture of herself on the wall. Right, <laughs> and then I sent a, I sent a farther back picture so she could see all the people that were in her class. Right, cool. So that was fun. Mm-hmm. So anyway, I was wondering if we should just take a little break, and then yeah. when we come back, we're gonna re-show re. Imagine re center. I don't know the right word. I have We're no clue what the hell you're re- talking about. Reintroduce. Introduce an old segment that we used to oh, do. Oh, okay. Yeah, well, we'll see. An old segment. It's been like three weeks. Relax. It's been, a little bit, it's been a little bit longer than that. All right, we'll do that here in just a second here. Are you over the age of 70? Do you worry about paying for your medications? Are you afraid of big corporations taking advantage of you? Well, worry no more. With Eagle Life, you can now get your medications delivered. Rest easy with Eagle Life. Eagle Life won't take advantage of you. We don't want your money. We just want you to be safe because we're ethical and we're good. Do you have any questions? Dial five zero five five zero three four four five five. Again, that's five zero five. Five zero three four four five five Eagle Life because the other guys don't care and will bludgeon old people to death if it means making money. Live with us. Whether you're doing your chores, playing a video game, or maybe you're sitting by the fire with a nice warm blanket on your lap, we're happy you can join us on San Angelo Time. So here we are, finding happiness with Holly Ann. So here we are. You know what I was just thinking when this what? when this song, number one, I'm sitting next to a young woman who has her own theme song. Right. And number two, I Pretty was... Pretty damn good one, too, by the way. I, I was there. also thinking, how lucky for her that not only does she have her own theme song, but she has her own song by Boston... Well, it's not really my song, but I was named after that song. Yeah, so it's your song. <laughs> so mm-hmm. it's, it's many of your teachers over the years have told us that they will never forget you because your name is on the Boston album. Right, That's true. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm special. You're not just an Amanda. I am not an Amanda. I always say, now there's nothing wrong with the name Amanda, but when... We know some very nice Amandas. We know some very nice Amandas. Mm -hmm. But when Holly was younger, if she ever got in trouble, I used to say, hey, I could have named you Amanda. Mm -hmm. Amanda was the big hit. Amanda was the... On that, yeah, for sure it was. So I guess my point here is I didn't name her the big hit. There's a million Amandas out there. How many Holly Maybe that explains a lot. I don't know. No, and I'm saying, how many Holly Ann's are there? I have never met another Holly Ann. I have met one single Holly space Ann, but right. never a Holly Ann. Exactly. So my point being, she is the lucky one. Right. I'm a beautiful little snowflake. 
Is that star? Is, is that the finding happiness segment? Is that what we just did there? Or is that... No, oh, no, okay, no. We're actually. I mean, she's right here. She didn't just record her piece for us, so we can just kind of casually walk into the finding happiness with Holly Ann. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, so I wasn't really prepared to do a finding happiness. Realistically, I should have been. You should have. You should have uh, figured it out. You know that you're doing you guys the podcast. But it wasn't very difficult for me to think of something to talk about because um, when I was thinking about, you know, what made me happy, like, say, today was spending time with my loved ones. And Mm -hmm. um, I think it's really important because one of my first signs that things are getting, like, quote, unquote, bad for me, luckily I haven't had any seriously bad times lately, but when I can start to notice myself getting worse um the first thing i notice is that i start to isolate myself um which is not a good coping mechanism because that like when you're in that position as much as you want to be alone and you want to like hide into yourself like what you need is other people um when you're in that kind of situation um because i mean like there have been plenty of times where I've like suffered in silence and suffered by myself and whatever else, but I was never able to get like the help that I needed if I was isolating myself, you know? So it was only when I would force myself to physically leave wherever I was and go be around other people, even being around strangers, honestly, would make me feel safer, if not better, you know? But like, um, if I'm, feeling like I want to isolate I'll just like there were a few times um when I was living with Adam and Ellen where I could just be like um hey I'm feeling a little bit depressed today would you like go for a walk with me or something like that um and they always would because you know they're good friends they're good friends Mm -hmm. and unfortunately you know when I was really deep in my depression you know people would want to help me and they wouldn't know how and Mm -hmm. I wouldn't know what I needed and I couldn't tell them how to help me But as I've, you know, gone on and been more um, emotionally aware, um, I kind of have a better idea of what I do need Mm -hmm. anymore. So um, asking for what I need was a lot easier if I had an idea of what might help, you know. Um, And it's like, it's difficult because you don't always know what you need, but if you know, like that you do enjoy spending time with a certain person or you do enjoy going for a walk on a sunny day, you know, if you have a handful of things that you know will make you feel at least a little bit better, um, if you can just do one of those things, even if it's the only thing you do that day, like, you're still trying, you know? Mm -hmm. That makes sense. Um, Well, I think that's very nice. And um, it also reminds me, and I know I say this a lot nowadays, but um, after I lost my mom, I once I lost her, because I came from a family of four, two parents and, a, and two children, and um, my brother passed away years ago before either one of my parents did. Mm-hmm. And then my dad died, and but I still had my mom, so it wasn't like bad. But then she died, and now it's weird because I'm the only one. And 
I've heard of other people who've had that same experience. You know, eventually somebody has to be the only one. The last man in, standing, yeah. In all families. Sure, sure. So, so, you know, I'm not the first one to go through this. Mm-hmm. But um, I just feel like at this age, it's kind of weird to go through it. It seems like I should be older. Well, especially the fact that you had a brother and he, you know, he would be here. You typically. He was younger than me. He was younger than you, but died at a pretty young age and everything. So 30 years ago. So, I mean, usually that's the way it would be. Your parents would die and then you would have whatever siblings you had that would be there, your right. support group or whatever. Right. You know, but you lost that a long time ago. Um, and I'm I'm blessed to have you and, and you and Brandon and Michael and Tony, you know, like I have, I still have a family, right? Mm-hmm. which is a, a huge blessing. And, and uh, when we were at the Green Day concert and I kind of talked to Michael a little bit, like I was like, dude, you know, I get it. You're busy. You know, we're all busy. We all have responsibility. We all have things that have to you know you have to punch a clock and you have to you know get this done and whatever i said but you know what however many years from now none of that will matter right the only thing that will matter is how much time did you spend with your family or your friends right Mm -hmm. sure so i tell people that a lot now Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and it's true so I found myself personally spending more time with people when I really want to isolate. And mine isn't because of depression. I like spending time with myself. I like drawing and painting and being artistic. I don't feel depressed when I'm doing any of those things. But um, but I can isolate too much. Mm-hmm. So if people ask me to go out and do things, normally I'd want to say no, but I don't. Uh, I will say no if I need to, but almost in most cases nowadays I'll say yes because I know I've learned that's mm-hmm. the secret, sure. secret to happiness. Yeah, I, I definitely agree. That was something that I had to force myself to do when I was really isolating. I had to, like, if somebody invited me to something, I'd force myself to say yes and then follow through because I was really bad at saying no if I didn't want to do something but then I would just bail last minute you know come up with some excuse which is very rude um (laughs) but I think people started to learn that they couldn't really count on me so they kind of stopped inviting me to things which is not good when you when you need people around so but I think if you were to go back to those people and you know I think that they would welcome you back in you know, she has in most cases, right. and the people that are still her friends are awesome people that are worth it. And the people who are not her friends anymore, I'm not going to say anything bad about them at they all. Just because moved on with their lives, because and, uh, life happens. Sure. But and and they're still good people. I'm not saying that either. But what I am saying is that the people that you know wound up not being friends with her anymore. Well, you know, life happens and, you know, she's moved on and they've moved on. And Right. Yeah, I don't think I'm any worse off for it or anything. I think, I think, um, you know, whatever trials and tribulations were very revealing. Um, 
and so now I do appreciate the relationships that I have more because I know that they're genuine. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I get and that. I like it as your mom because I know that the people who are around you really like you and, and you, care about you. Care you deserve about you. that. You deserve to be around people who appreciate you. Mm-hmm. I do. So. I do. So yep. yeah, thank you for uh thank you for being around and giving us a really nice finding happiness this week and I yeah. hope hope that possibly someone gets a little benefit out of this. I hope so too. I mean, ultimately my goal, I mean, my career goals even involve helping people who have mental health issues, um mm-hmm. whatever they are. Honestly, like I want to be a board certified psychiatric pharmacist like that's my long-term goal oh i didn't know that oh um never heard of that before yeah i didn't realize i have (laughs) heard that heard of it didn't know that was such a thing but But i i didn't know that holly had been i'm sorry go ahead oh that's okay it's my it's my career goal but i'm so most people would say you have to do a residency to do something like that but there are alternate ways to get there um Mm -hmm. I need to decide soon if I want to pursue a residency because that's coming up. But right. I don't, I honestly don't think I want to do a residency. I'm going to say don't do a residency. You know why? Why? Because Meredith and George and Christina, they all had a hard time. They got yelled at a lot mm. on their residency. Well, that, that was a med school residency. Who's that? It's from Grey's Anatomy. Oh, I was like, these are, are fictional talking? residents. Oh. <laughs> I know, but they all about. had a hard time. And Izzy, and what was that one guy's name? Mark, or the one who stayed on the show forever until he Alex. just. Alex. So, that sounds yeah. a lot like Mark. <laughs> See how you could get that confused? Though. Right. It's a four letter name. Yeah. Sure. Right. No, <laughs> There's I'm There's vowels and consonants in I there. I have no. I mean, I'm just learning about this, so I haven't had a chance to make an opinion of what I think. And but I mean, you're an adult, so you get to make that. Well, choice. I mean, if it's if, I mean, uh, it's something that you want to pursue, and it's something that you can you know have a career in. Then yeah, absolutely, you should do it. You know? Oh, I absolutely could have a career in it. In fact, two of my professors this semester are board certified psychiatric pharmacists. Cool. Um, so I've definitely got contacts to talk to (laughs) that's awesome yeah so um cool well why don't we do another break okay and then when we come back we'll return with what are we watching all right here we go smoking is no joke (sighs) (coughs) hi my name is kip kipler and i'm here to tell you about the dangers of smoking every single year x amount of americans die from smoking this isn't new. We've already known this. So why you keep smoking? Why are you smoking for? Don't stop it. Science has shown that tobacco and tobacco-related stuff is addictive. And if you smoke it, then you're going to be addicted. And that's not good. Why don't you, instead of taking our word for it, listen to this distressed father. Excuse me, what's your name? My name is Kyle. Hi, Kyle. What? What is it with you? What, what, what's... Why, why do you not like smoking? Smoking killed my son. Smoking killed your son? How old was he when he started smoking? He never smoked a cigarette in his life. He was shot. 
smoking is stinky. Stop smoking. It's uh-oh, stinky. P.U. This has been paid for by the public health services to stop smoking. P.U. Well, that was a little silly if you ask me. I think it might be time to get back to the show. What do you think? Thanks for listening to San Angelo Time. Lately, I've been drifting aimlessly. (laughs) And now it's time for What Are We Watching? All right, it's time for What Are We Watching? Harley's Angels. That's what we're watching. It, It cracks me up to watch... Holly, listen to all those things because she's like like mouthing them word for word. You know, it's like I listen to your podcast. I do. Well, it just <laughs> makes me wonder if other people listen and memorize things in our podcast. You know, well they're catchy. You know? They're all catchy. It's kind of cool and memorable. Brandon's commercials are memorable Brandon's for sure. Brandon's commercials are so funny. <laughs> I was just saying, if my last name was Kipler. Mm-hmm. How unfortunate would it be for me if my mother named me Kip? Kip, <laughs> Kip Kipler, Samantha Manantha, mm-hmm. <laughs> all his his good Cast names. thousands to put on San Angelo Sexy time. Sexy co-host. <laughs> so it's time for uh, what are we watching? And uh, can I start? You sure can. It's your podcast. I was told by Mickey um, that. I mean, she didn't tell me. She just sent me a text and said, hey, I've been watching this show. It's really good. Yeah. And I actually, yesterday when we were driving from Michigan to Indianapolis, Mm -hmm. um, I pulled out my iPad. Yeah. I have that plan. Go ahead. Never mind. What did you say? I have that plan. So like when I'm, you know, out and about, like I can pick up the internet. You have a data plan for your iPad. Yes. So I watched this show that Mickey told me about. It is called The Good Fight. The Good Fight. And it's not to be confused with the good doctor. Or, or the, the good, good wife. wife. Or the good girls. Good girls. Or the good well. girls. Yeah. Nope. The good fight. <laughs> and uh, so I'm not really sure how, but I think this show is connected to the good wife because the lead character Christine Baranski, she played in The Good Wife, but she wasn't the lead character in The Good Wife. Mm. That was Juliana Margulies. Mm. So you think this is like a spinoff? I think it is, but it's on Paramount Plus, so there's swearing. <gasps> there's some F-bombs going on in The Good Fight, and I'll tell you that's what. Why it the makes good it a, that's, that's, why, that, that's why it makes it a good fight. I... Used to kind of watch The Good Wife. I didn't watch it regularly, but once in a while I'd watch an episode. And even though it was a little bit episodic, there were still things going on so that you could still watch it and and know what was happening. It was still sitcom-y. So I watched the first episode, and wow, like I knew right within the first few minutes that it is a good show. Yeah. But um, I watched it all the way through, and there were so many twists and turns. And at the end of the first episode, 
Well, first it wasn't even. It took forever before the like the credits started coming up at the beginning. Like yeah. you had a big piece of chunk of story to watch, right? And then the credits came up. By the end of that episode, I thought, "Ah, oh, I'm hooked. That is one good show." So I've only well, it watched has good in the title, so it must be good, right? I've only watched one episode, and if the rest of them are that good. Yay, because I'm going to start watching that. I hope you watch it with me, but if you don't, I'll just watch it okay. by well, myself. I'll, I'll give it a shot. And if then it's Mickey approved, then I don't mind. She it. also mentioned to you and I that About we another should show watch that show, Clickbait, Clickbait on uh, uh, Netflix. Yeah, which is actually one of the few shows that you talk about on this segment that i've seen actually yeah yeah have you seen the whole thing or? no i've okay. just actually seen the first episode but levi and i both we started watching the, the first episode and um we started watching the second episode and fell asleep we liked the first episode yeah. we were intrigued enough in the first episode to watch more i yeah i don't know how much levi liked it but i'm interested in watching more yeah i thought it was pretty good so we'll see. We'll watch another. We'll it watch was, it. It was I intriguing, I thought. It's not that long of a series, I don't think, either. Yeah, so. it's a limited series, I think. Right. The only My only critique was that a couple of the pieces of dialogue were kind of... Um, not believable? They were stupid, yeah. yeah. Like, no one would say that. Right. But I could get past that. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> a good that story happens line. a lot in television. Yeah, so. if, if there's a good storyline, some of that stuff just... I let that go, too. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I'm interested to at least watch the second episode and see how it goes on clickbait. Mm-hmm. But for sure, the good fight is really good. What's that about? So, um, it's about a she's fight a that lawyer. Goes really well. Oh, it will. Yeah. Okay. Cool, cool, she's cool, cool, cool. a lawyer, and she's in this firm, and there's, like, all these men um, that are all partners, you know? And, like, there's a lot. Like, they, you hear them talking on the phone. Good morning. Thank you for calling Bittman and Jones and Smith and, like, there's, Wesson like, and- <laughs> there's just, like, a zillion names before they can, the person can even say what they're calling about. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, um, so there's all these guys and her, and she's retiring. Um, and also at the same time, all these new uh, lawyers who just passed the bar are coming in to work as um, I don't remember what you call them. They're not partners. They're they're like brand new newbie lawyers that are working on cases. Hmm. Um, and so this girl, this young woman who just passed the bar, so the the guy is like yelling at them all don't sit down that's for paying customers you know you guys aren't allowed to sit down here's your cases he's like yelling at them and then this one girl um she goes to grab hers and then he's like really nice to her oh and so you know she's like special or something right so then um she's like calling her parents going stop telling people that i'm here i don't want special treatment and right so it turns out her parents are like big deals right and at the end of the first episode something happens her dad turns out to be just like bernie madoff oh and guess what christine wow. baranski's character is one of the millions of people 
that got screwed over. Oh. And she, mm. over the years, had recommended this guy to a lot of um, nonprofits. Oh. And so everybody... Everybody no, lost money. But, I mean, everything I'm telling you, it, like, is interesting, okay? But the way they lay it out and the way they do it, the dialogue, the the story, everything that's happening is so much more exciting than the way I made it sound. Mm. Mm-hmm. It's good. good. It's really good. It, and it's a good fight. Well, there's a lot more that's going on that she's got to fight about, but um, I think you've, you've you've given it a good tease there. Yeah, it's really good. Yeah, except the younger audience doesn't know who, and that's me. I mm. don't know who Bernie Madoff is. Oh, oh. Bernie Madoff. He was a, a, a investment guy who did a big pyramid scheme and built people for mm. for millions and millions of dollars. Okay, now now the rest of the audience gets it. Yeah. <laughs> Took all their money away from them. He's a bad guy. Bad guy on Wall Street. Bad guy on Wall Street. People lost a lot of money. Like, they lost their everything. And on the show, the younger girl who, her parents were big deals, right? Now, her parents aren't big deals. Now, her dad is the devil. And now, people are, like, seeing her in the hallway. You're that girl. You're that B word. <laughs> and she's like, whoa, whoa, that's my dad. That's my dad. Relax. And, hey, and they're like, with that. they're like, <laughs> you can rot in hell. And so he, I have a question. What? So when your generation doesn't know something, don't you Google it? Well, I had you two who both oh, knew okay, something, okay, so okay, I figured okay. that was faster. We were, our, we were your Google? Yeah. You utilize this as Google? It's okay. not just Holly's generation. I Google a lot. Oh, yeah, you've got literally the world's information at your fingertips. Why not? If you don't know something, you can find it out. (laughs) Yep. So, but yes, I'm definitely intrigued and want to watch more. Um, Yesterday, for the first time, and that's only because I found it on Paramount Plus, I've never watched the show in my life, Hot in Cleveland. And it's cute. I mean, I it's a comedy. I su- expect it would be cute with Betty White in it. Who else is in it? Um, Valerie Bertinelli, mm-hmm. Jane Leaves. She used to play in um, Frasier. Okay. And that Wendy Malick. You've seen her in all kinds of different shows. She was in that show, no. uh, Just Shoot Me. Okay. Um, but it's super cute. These is that the show with uh, uh, the one guy from Saturday Night Live, Just Shoot Me? Yeah, yeah, David Spade. David Spade, yeah. And the guy who played uh, Dana Carvey, but I knew yeah. The guy who Dana played Carvey, a, isn't that a race car driver? Dana Carvey? No, he's a comedian. He's, he's a on comedian. Wayne's World. He's in Wayne's World. He played a you know Wayne's World. He was Garth in Wayne's the World. Race car driver. His Dana, name sounds like that. Dana Carvey. Dana White is maybe Dana White a race car driver? Now no, I have I mean, to I, use I, my I, Google. Get, get your Google because yeah, I I get you a blank stare right here. So so uh, these three ladies from uh, L.A. Um, they're going to Paris, and um, their plane starts getting crazy, and and they have to make an emergency landing. And they're in like, Cleveland? in Cleveland, yeah, they're going All to right. they're going to Paris, but so they make this emergency landing, and so one of the characters, Valerie Bertinelli's character, decides, I kind of like it here, and they go to the bar, they walk into this bar, and like men start looking at them and they're like 
what are these men looking at? And they're like, wait, I recognize that look. Oh, my God, they're looking at us because they're from L.A. and they're older. Right. Guys stopped looking at them because there's all these actress types. You know oh, what I mean? Yeah, so, right. But so in Cleveland. In Cleveland, like guys like found them yeah. interesting. Right. And sure. So they wind up, they, she uh, signs a lease to this place. And um, then it turns out that Betty White, her character, mm-hmm. Elka, is the actual um, caretaker. Oh. And so she kind of comes with the place. Oh. And it's really cute. It's not like something that I would say, oh, you have to watch this show. Right. But it's super cute, and I I like it. It makes me laugh. Um, so I definitely think it's a good show on Paramount+. Plus. Um, to resolve this issue from mm-hmm. Dr. Google told me. Um, Google's not a doctor. No. Um, Dana White is the president of some UFC thing. Danica Patrick is a race car oh, driver. Yeah, Danica Patrick. <laughs> yeah, okay. Yeah, Danica Patrick, Dana Carvey, similar, same thing. similar. She's a female. Names. She doesn't race anymore, though. So. Really? Yeah, she's retired. So um, you and I, Mark, we've been watching, and I, I recommended this to Holly. Thirty Rock. Oh my gosh, Thirty Rock! You've seen Thirty Rock. I have seen Thirty Rock. Yeah, I haven't watched all of it. Like I've never sat down and watched it, but what I have seen is funny. Well, we never watched all of it either. I've watched. I I had never watched any of it until now. I had never seen an episode until we started watching. That's surprising because Tina Fey and Alec Baldwin are on that. I know. I know. Like them. I like them. I like. I like uh, Tracy Morgan. Brandon. Brandon used to tell me to watch Thirty Rock, so once in a while I would. And I'd think, haha, that's a funny show. But I wouldn't ever, like, make sure to sit down and watch it every week. I will tell you it's not as funny as Curb Your Enthusiasm. Okay. But it's funny. Oh, my gosh, it's so funny. Yep. So um, you and I have been watching this documentary about the 9-11. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the uh, 9-11 attacks. There's a, there was a new documentary on uh, Netflix called, was it Turning Point or something like yeah, that? Yeah, Turning Point. Turning um, Point USA. Yep. Pooping Pants USA. <laughs> yeah, just um, and a lot of behind-the-scenes stuff and interviews with uh, people, all the players and stuff from uh, from uh, 20 years ago. So, yeah, it's, it's, it's interesting. And obviously today's the uh, the big anniversary, the 20 years ago. You don't remember, do you? No, I do not remember. You were nope. only three when it happened. Yeah, so. I, that was before my permanent memories were formed. But you've seen, obviously, you've seen stuff about it subsequently. Yeah, I do. I mean, I have an image of my mind and, you know, what the news footage looks like. And mm. I, I I, don't know, obviously, you know, the long, far-reaching implications of mm-hmm. everything, right. you know, that has changed. Uh, I mean, growing up, you know, we always had the border security. We always had the gates around the locks and everything right. and prior to, prior to that we didn't you know? we yeah. never had it and no. to me like to go on a trip i get stressed out at tsa because that's new to me even right. though it's not anymore you right. know um sure i saw someone complaining about tsa online the other day not somebody i know but just something online well tsa didn't even exist before 9-11 that was all that all was created as a result of 9-11 mm-hmm. but the the funny well not funny but the thing that they pointed out was you know nobody 
in an airport is going to bomb the airport. They're going to go to the TSA lines where everybody's lined up. You right. know, that's where they're mm-hmm. going to cause the most damage. Right. Because they haven't gone through a metal detector yet, you know. Right. Sure. So, <laughs> yeah. not doing a lot. And if anybody's listening and you're a criminal, don't don't listen to what I just said. Right. Just erase that. Just don't do that. Don't do that. So this idea. documentary, it's very detailed. And there's like at least one full episode about... Um, like bin Laden and and mm-hmm. going over to Afghanistan. Right. And I have to admit my brain went away. Right. I I have always done that uh even as a kid, you watch the news and there's certain things that my brain just tuned out. Just tuned out. Even if I'm staring at the TV, all of a sudden my thoughts are elsewhere. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I have to admit, and I think I should watch that one again because I think these are all important things. Well, it was a very, uh, I remember Holly uh, growing up, and your mom will remember this too, hearing our parents talk about it, knowing exactly where they were when John Kennedy was shot. You know, mm-hmm. And that was a big thing in their lives that happened that was a a big huge turning point when the president was assassinated back in 1963 you know and i could never relate to it because i wasn't even born and you were just a year old when it happened you know so i mean so we you know we had only and back then we didn't have all the footage that we have now of 9-11 you know Mm -hmm. know, because there was just that zapruder film and you know and then just news reports that were happening that were you know in black and white and stuff so um so it wasn't until that event, for, I mean, at least for me, there was other events that happened prior to that. But, I mean, that was the one that was became, I think, at least my John F. Kennedy, you know, moment that, you know, I know exactly where I was when it happened. I know, you know, and I, I, every time they show all those videos, my heart just and my stomach just sinks because I remember what I felt like 20 years ago when it happened, you know. So mm-hmm. and eventually, unfortunately, you'll probably have an event like that in your life. Yeah, it happens, you know, and and you'll say, oh, I remember my parents talked about nine eleven, you know, but now this was this is my. You'll be talking to your kids about it, you know. And it's, and that, every generation kind of has one of those things. Well, I was listening to the podcast from last week, and I was actually chuckling to myself because my nine eleven JFK assassination that I remember where I was when I found out was actually Michael Jackson's death. Mm-hmm. I was at Oliver rehearsal. Oh, when I, I found remember that, that out. for sure. Yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. I remember exactly. Mm-hmm. My mother was a baby and she was crawling around on the floor and my grandmother was ironing and the radio was on and my grandmother almost dropped the iron on my mom's <sighs> head when she found out that the Japanese had bombed Pearl sure. Harbor. Yeah. Yeah, that would have been because your mom was born in 41. Yeah. Yeah, she would have been a baby. I mean, a baby, baby. Yeah. I mean, she would have barely been six months old. My dad would have only been, you know, a couple months old when that yeah. happened. Yeah. So. But my, my mom was on the floor just kind of mm-hmm. crawling around and. Mm-hmm. And the, oh, the Japanese, and my grandmother was just like, <gasps> like, she did not, obviously, she didn't mm. drop the iron on my mother, but, like, she easily could have. Mm. And that was a big story in our family. Well, and I would say for you, Holly, one of, a big story, it's, it wasn't as jarring as perhaps nine eleven, but this whole past year and a half mm. has been something that, I mean, obviously, none of us have ever lived through anything like this, you know. And so, 
um, this this will be a big thing that you'll tell your kids and they won't be like what are you, the hell are you talking about you know yeah they'll be you know, learning about it in history class and i'll know, be like when it was 2020 and <laughs> yeah you know i mean but you'll have stories about you know going through COVID and everything you know and those will be you know some pretty uh you know obviously it's it's been besides 9-11 i would say one of the biggest global events to happen in our lifetime my grandmother tells this story or used to. Now she's not alive. She right. hasn't been in many years, right. so I don't know why I said it like that. No, that's all right. My grandmother used to tell a story about when she was a little kid, and the adults were all having an end-of-the-world party <laughs> because there was Haley's Comet. Oh, yeah. yeah. And the kids were terrified. My grandma was one of the kids. And... um like, why are the adults having a party for the end of the world? So the kids were all upstairs in some big bedroom in somebody's house. I don't know if it was my grandparents, my great-grandparents' house or not. But the adults were all downstairs partying, and the kids were all upstairs hiding under the bed. Right. Because they were scared. They were scared it was and the again, end of the world. Again, people didn't have the uh, the resources that we have now to understand about that, you know? So, yeah, I, like, I've heard stories of, of you know, generations. Sure. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Pretty so interesting. So that's kind of cool. So. Or this is the longest I think we've ever gone. Yeah, but we weren't supposed to mention Sorry. time. No, that's fine. No, I, I was going to say, is there, did you have anything else that you wanted to do? I don't really. But um, I mean, I'm, I mean, we can go longer if you want. I don't care. I'm no, just saying. No, I'm good, but um, you know, I, wonder about, I wonder about Miss... Yeah. Miss doesn't have anything else to say. I mean, you guys are good conversationalists. I just jump in with the dry humor sometimes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you and your brother are both really funny. Thanks. Yeah. I well, think so, too. Appreciate that you uh, joined us on this one. So. I was glad that I could. Yeah, I'm glad yeah. you brought your little roadcaster out. Brought the whole gear, everything, you know, where you get the whole thing. We go on the road and, you know, and this is kind of fun. So. Mm-hmm. First time we've done a podcast on a Saturday, though. It's kind of, it's kind of oh, weird. that's right. We usually we do it on Sunday. Yeah. Um, the thing is, tomorrow, Sunday, we, we're going to get up in the morning. We're going to have some breakfast with Holly and mm-hmm. and uh, get back home. It's an eight-hour drive. Yep. We have to get back home because you and I have to work tomorrow or Saturday, Monday. So. <laughs> we, we have, have to, to work. work tomorrow? <laughs> I'm working Monday. I'm starting a brand new job um, in the pain clinic on Monday. And then to, so it's a long story and I don't want to go into all of it, but on Monday I'm starting a brand new job. And last week I started a brand new job. So now on Monday, Tuesday, and Thursday, I'm starting a brand, brand new job. And on Wednesdays, I work a new job that I just started last week. You're just in great demand. You're all over the place. It's like just that he wants Nurse Sharon. No, I'm not going to go like that, but that's nice of you to say. But um, I am going to say that, like, instead of the job that I've always done for the last year and mm-hmm. felt very confident in, mm-hmm. now, all of a sudden, I'm going to do two brand new jobs. <laughs> and you'll be fine. Thank you. I will. I yep. know. I trust. I trust God. No, yep. it'll be good. It'll be good. But yeah, so that's about it for me. All right. Anything for you? So, you want to do this? Uh, I want to say one more. Go ahead. No, go you ahead. Can no, I don't, I don't want to. I don't want to. Mine's touch. quick. I was just going to say thank you again to South Africa. Oh, yeah. Shout out to South Africa. Hope we're still uh, 
Maybe we're creeping up the uh, the the listener list there, huh? Yeah. Maybe, maybe they're. Uh, um, I think we were 101 a couple weeks ago. Maybe we're up into the top 100 now. So. Yeah. Now that we've or, given, or maybe we've creeped down to like. We've given them some love, so I'm hoping that maybe they're they're. they're Keep listening. Yeah. We love you. Email us, us. Let us know if you want, what you want us to talk about. Send us a message. Yeah. Yeah, I I was reading the Trevor Noah his memoir about growing up in South Africa and found it very interesting. We're sorry to see you go. Why don't you join us again next week? We post an Angela time every single Sunday, and we do sure hope we can see you again. Thanks for listening to San Angelo Time. <laughs>